There are a couple of things that can literally strike fear into the heart of an equestrian or a rider. And introducing canter while on the lunge can be one of those things for many, many riders. It was for me. However, I have found that there are a couple of things that you can do in advance, well, to make sure that this is a maybe more pleasant experience for you and for your horse, but also an experience that you can learn and grow from going forward and that you can actually begin to use canter as a tool to help develop both you and your horse and your relationship in riding together. That's what we're going to dive into today. Hey there, and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Lorna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach, and I just love helping riders have better conversations with their horses. I also love helping riders to create plans for what they're actually going to do. And I really feel that lunging should be part of your plan, hey? Okay, so that being said, why are we talking about canter on the lunge? Surely we could just work and walk and trot. And yes, of course you could just work and walk and trot. Why not, hey? However, if you can canter when you ride okay so when you're working with your horse and you're in the saddle and you're in the arena and you're doing all the work and you're riding well there's no reason you could not develop things further when you are actually lunging you can do i'm I'm pretty like i'm a firm believer that most of the things you can do while riding your horse you can actually do while lunging your horse. Now, obviously, there's a couple of exceptions to the rule, hey? But I do feel that there's a lot of things, and cantering is one of them. And yet, for many riders, cantering when they're lunging just becomes... Yeah, it's either very difficult, very stressful, we're going to talk about that, or it's just like a thing that they check off, like, done, done my canter, with no real intention or meaning behind it. And today, I want to help you to begin to maybe just think about introducing canter on the lunge, but also then to begin to make it more meaningful for you and your horse going forward, okay? So I really do feel that if you are beginning to think about lunging or you're already using lunging as a tool, well, the canter could be a really, really important part of that. And one of the ways I feel that we have to begin this work is to actually begin noticing what we are thinking because I actually think that cantering on the lunge a lot of it is mental it's not physical at all eh um yes it's obviously physical in that your horse is physically cantering but for us for the rider for the lunger it's a big mental hurdle to try and overcome and that's because very often when you begin to talk about canter on the lunge many riders will say um okay do you think I'm crazy <laughs> my horse would go bloopers go ballistic um, or my horse would damage themselves and I think if it's done correctly you don't have to have any of those fears or any of those worries so I also think that when we begin to think about the canter and this is just like in riding as well um, a lot of riders, they can create excess tension through their body, okay? Just the thought of it, like the thought of the canter. And you can see, it's amazing. It's like the horse almost understood what was being said. Um, I see this a lot in the arena when if somebody, let's say, is riding down the long side of the arena and they're not even at like the halfway point yet and you say to them, okay, in the next corner, pick up canter and lo and behold, within two strides, bump the horses in canter. Now, is the horse like telepathic? 
did the horse understand exactly what I said and went, oh, missed the corner part, but knew about the canter part. No, it was tension in the rider's body and it was how the rider reacted to the request, okay? So I think that it's very important to understand that when you begin to think about canter, you may be producing, you know, a little bit of excess tension there in the old body and that is being transferred down to the horse. Remember, everything you do, your breathing, your body language, all your aids in general, they are all the time communicating to your horse. So it makes sense that when you begin to change what you're doing due to the tension levels being a little bit different due to that thought, that scary thought, it's going to have an impact over your horse and an influence over your horse and maybe not the best impact or the best influence that you would want, okay? But I really do believe that when you begin to work on it, okay, it can then begin to almost like dissipate a little bit. Because what I notice myself, and this is just going through work myself, um, a couple of years ago, I really, well, a little bit longer than a couple of years ago, but I really began to understand that I was just seeing canter as like this thing to do, as opposed to being very strategic with what I was doing in the canter while lunging. And once I began to dive into it, I realized that it was because of a lot of these very limiting thoughts that I was having regarding like banged up legs and horses running away. Not so much horses run away. I'm always worried about the legs. I'm like, oh, your legs, slow down, slow down, the legs, the legs. But um, yeah, I did realize that a lot of it was coming from me. So simply being aware of that actually helped me to begin to act differently than when I was on the lunge and when I was lunging the horse. Okay, so that was um, really important. Now, I do not suggest that you go out today and if you've never lunged before, suddenly decide like, well, hey, we're going to canter. Lorna said so. Let's go. No, no. I do think that there are a couple of prerequisites that we do need to get in place before you begin to do that. And one of those, which is really important, is responsiveness. Um, I really think that your horse needs to be able to firstly understand what it is you're saying or you're asking and then respond in an appropriate time frame but also an appropriate way okay and I do think that responsiveness is one of the things that riders can always take more responsibility over with regards to their communication with their horse. Very often responsiveness is something that we say about the horse. He's not very responsive. But I think if that's the case, we can always ask the question, okay, so what am I not being very responsive with that is actually having this effect on the horse, okay? So I do think responsiveness is really important. And I think that if you could begin to invest time in developing your aids and developing responsiveness in the halt and the walk and the trot while you're on the lunge, before even beginning beginning to think about canter and remember this is not a day project hey a little bit longer here okay but really investing time good quality time being intentional about it so that the walk the trot the canter um is really really responsive that the aids are developed well enough and that is both the up and the down the go and the woe okay have all those in place that is going to help you then feel more comfortable about actually beginning to introduce the canter as well okay i also think that where you do it and when you do it can also influence this so for example if you were to ask for canter in a big wide open space when you're on the lunge you can probably bet that 
you know, mightn't go exactly as you would have planned, okay? Whereas if you can begin to think about creating a space that is more enclosed, so you have the boundary. Remember, a boundary is just an artificial aid that you can use until your natural aids are a little bit stronger. They back things up, okay? So you can create this space, um, I would suggest like a 20 by 20 meter arena or a 20 meter round pen, um, but something like that. And then you can then begin to actually use your lunging line for contact, not using your lunging line to steer or to stop the horse. And when you have that sense of it's like this confidence in your ability to use the lunging line correctly, okay, and to to actually have the conversation with the lunging line, that it's not just, it's not for steering or stopping, not at all. It's for contact. Think about your reins. Your reins are for contact as well, okay? When you can use your lunging line that way, introducing canter will it feels like a, just a more calm experience. That yes, something might go a little you know, off for the first couple of strides or even the first couple of circles. But at the end of the day, you know that you are able to influence things in a calm way to bring it back on track. And that comes down to, again, this mental conditioning, but also then physically working on your aids, working on your communication and working on the responsiveness between you and your horse. I think that's really, really, really important to understand this, um, that when you are um, kind of thinking about introducing it, there is a lot of work that needs to be done beforehand, preparation work, in order to make this transition to begin using canter as a tool to make it work for you and your horse, okay? I also think that the other thing that I think maybe some riders, many riders, could have a little look-see at, would be their own physical fitness. And it's because as you're asking your horse to canter, you see, a lot of riders seem to have this opinion that when they lunge, they must just stand in the middle of a circle and let the horse run in rings around them. No, 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 no. Lunging is just like riding, hey? Very active. You need to be very actively involved. So it makes sense that when there's more energy happening, when you're asking for more energy, that you can keep up with that energy and that you can begin to really and truly work with that energy as well as you're working with your horse, which I feel is like really important. And I also feel is very often a missing piece for many people. And then finally, kind of making sure that the lunging line doesn't get into a big great big knot you know you know when the horse like starts to run and the lunging line ends up tangled everywhere not a good feeling so spend time working on your lunging line now I have previous podcast episodes about all of these things and um, so I'm going to link for them all in the show notes of this episode which you can find over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash episodes one two three five okay so all of them will be there okay from there I do think that intention is important and I'm actually going deeper into this in a couple of weeks because this is actually one of the key areas we're talking about inside of Connection, which is my online membership for equestrians. Um, this month, we're talking about cantering on the lunge. Um, it's actually the whole group of lessons or one of the whole group of lessons in there is about that. It's about how to make cantering on the lunge become a tool for you, that it's not just checking it off a box okay canter tree laps and I'm going to be honest that's what it used to be for me yeah like many many moons ago it was like I'd canter and I'd say okay tree that side 
through the other side. Well done, Lorna. Finished for the day. (laughs) Yes, not very productive, folks. Do not follow what Lorna was doing way back then. That is not the correct way, okay? But really and truly, to have this specific focus for the canter. um, And whether it be where, where I would always suggest is to start with rhythm. Rhythm is amazing, okay? And then build up to all the other things. But if you could have a focus, it means that you're making each circle count, each circuit, each lap, okay? I don't like using the word lap, especially when we talk about canter. It kind of gives you feelings of racing or something, doesn't it? But um, yeah, each circuit count rather than just running in circles. And of course, we are always trying to prevent the whole running in circles around these parts of the world. So um, I think that that's really important. So you could work on your rhythm, you could work on your accuracy, your responsiveness. You could work then on tension, relaxation, suppleness, straightness. There are so many different filters that you can use when you actually are able to canter in a way where you're able to influence the conversation which is really really important okay I also feel that canter on the lunge is a great way to work on the contact um, especially if the horse has a tendency to become a little bit heavy when being ridden in the canter heavy on the contact and um, cantering on the lunge can definitely help and it works on almost like this lightness as well which is really really good okay so all that being said and done how do you actually introduce the canter? The big thing. Dun, dun, dun. So let's say you and your horse, you're lunging away, you're happy, you like really are understanding each other, everything feels good. You've got the go, you've got the woe, you've got all the bits in the middle, everybody's happy. I would say begin by creating and establishing a good quality trot. Remember, what comes before will always dictate the quality of what comes afterwards, okay? So make sure you spend time working on the trot, like tune things up a little, okay? Um, Tune the responsiveness as well. And then I would also suggest using a cue for the canter that your horse already understands. So maybe prior to this for a few times while you ride you use some sort of a verbal cue every time you ask for the canter such as just as you transition in simple it's like a it's clean and don't worry you're only using the verbal cue for the transition right now okay you can then begin to take the verbal cue out once your horse begins to understand more of your physical aids as they come okay so right now you're just going to use that click or a double click um, to to signal to your horse but doing it in a way that you're obviously using your riding aids he understands they mean canter but now he can understand the verbal cue also means canter so that when you get on the lunge he can begin to see oh okay that means canter when I'm being ridden so maybe this means canter now as well and he can transition that into the canter okay Understand that when your horse maybe canters for the first few times, sometimes it can be a bit longer than a few times, a few few more times, okay? He may look like he's losing his balance. And this is because when horses are being ridden, um, very often the rider's actually doing a lot more than they realize in order to balance the horse into any sort of a gait so for example from the trot to the canter and then when the horse is left to his own devices it can be a little bit 
a little bit daunting for the horse. He kind of feels like, whoa, what's going on? And you may find that he maybe becomes unbalanced. He might rush. He might fall onto the forehand. That's all normal. He might fall in. You know, there's all different things that can happen. Don't panic. Don't stress too much. I think what's important is if you can just um, set up the actual transition initially. And then once you can calmly get your horse from trot to canter, then you can begin to refine the transition, okay? Just like in riding. Then you can begin to use your aids in a way where you're all the time kind of pairing things back, pairing things back so it will become more clean, it will become more straight, more relaxed, more light, more forward, okay? All of these things, more upward, all of these things that we want the cancer transition to be, yeah, the first few probably aren't going to be that. They probably weren't that when he was being ridden either. <laughs> Give him a chance. Give yourself a chance. Little bit of grace, folks. Little bit of grace, okay? And then from there, begin to refine. And that becomes then the, the game. That becomes the development. That becomes the training. Is the refining of it. And then from there, you can actually use canter as a tool. And as I said, in a couple of weeks, I will be talking more about this. Um, if you do want to go deeper on this, if you've never lunged before, first of all, go over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash three days, and it's the number three days. There's a free audio training over there to get you started on lunging, okay? But then if you are already lunging and you're like, hmm, okay, so I can actually use canter on the lunge, or oh, you can, you can do so much with it. It is amazing. It is such a tool. And remember, it's so much more time effective. Time efficient, um, which you know sometimes for this time of year can be a good thing. Um, so yeah, you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash connection. You can find out more about connection, and you can join in there. And all the lessons will be in there, ready and waiting for you. Okay, hopefully um, this will be helpful. And if you've never considered cantering on the lunge before, maybe I've just kind of just. Ooh, slightly got you interested I'd love that because I do think that it's an amazing tool that you can use with a little intention and with a little planning beforehand going forward for you and your horse in your training and your development okay have a great one keep well and I'll chat to you soon be good bye